Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. All right, so today... I have my friend Lane Chandler with me, and I really, you've been on my list, I can show you the list, you've been on my list for a very long time, and I'm just delighted to have you, Lane. Before I give these rapid-fire questions where you're just going to say them without too much thought, just do it as best you can, it gets the audience used to your voice and mine, but before I ask you those, I don't want to miss the opportunity to just honor you, so thank you for doing it, and I honor you, I really respect you, Lane, you've been a really great friend to my husband to me, to our family. You've been a one that prays for us and upholds us. And we just have a lot of fun around you. You're yeah, super thanks. amiable. You're a, a free-flowing good guy. But actually, I think one of the things that you are in the kingdom is a voice that can challenge people and give them another thought. They think later and they think later and they think later about whatever that is. And I think it's, I think it's been a way that has really challenged me. But I want to honor you because you can, well, first of all, if it gets really serious, you'll drop a funny bomb and everybody goes the other direction. But you can drop truth for our children and our group of kids, and they think differently because it's Mr. Chandler. And I really respect you for I that. I appreciate so you for you. saying that. And it's really true. Okay, so would you say you are coffee tea? Tea. Dog, cat, either, neither? Dog. Morning bird or night owl? Morning. Books or movies? Movies. Silence or music? Music. Okay. Leaned in or laid back? Laid back. Take a shower or bath? Shower. Passenger or driver? Driver. Do you like to eat at home or dine out? Dine out. Okay. And then I kind of scratch this because it usually gets people tipped over. But would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert. Okay. I would. I think I would have gotten most of those right. <laughs> okay. So you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal because my dad was Richard Dean R.D. So he would just say, be the R.D., be the real deal. It really affected me as a kid. He didn't say it over and over, but it was woven through his language. He'd say like, oh, that, that pot over there, that pottery, that's just the real deal. Or this piece of wood, that's just nice, that driftwood. I want to bring that into the house. That's the real deal. Or he'd call people the real McCoy or the genuine article. And he'd say it like that. Oh, those leather boots, those are the genuine article. <laughs> so it affected me. And I'm not saying I've never thought about anybody else, but I've always wanted to be Rachel. And I think he helped me with that to be the real deal. So I want to ask you, who in your life is the real deal? You may have more than one, but like when I ask you that, who stands out and how did it affect you? Yeah, probably two people. My my grandfather, oh. um, my my Leo. I had two grandpas, obviously, but my grandpa Leo, and then my mom. Yeah, um, both were just the real deal to me, yeah. and uh, influenced me. Really molded who I am, and uh, yeah, I just. Immediately would be those two people. Good. So is Leo your mom's dad? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, how long was he in your life? Like. So, uh, interestingly enough, well, not interestingly, but sadly enough, my, my real dad, my mom's husband, passed away at age 24. So my mom was a widow at 24 with a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And so she moved back into her hometown. And actually, we were kind of raised by my mom and our grandparents, specifically um, my my mom's parents sure. and then my dad's mom. Okay. And not so much my my dad's dad. He he was an alcoholic and had some issues and stuff. But but so we had a real tight relationship with with my. They, they were just there for everything. Yep. I, I can't ever remember doing something or uh, yeah. 
uh, at a sporting event or a musical or a concert or whatever. They were just always there. Wow. And um, I was, it was funny. We were um, visiting with some friends and we were talking about just good memories. Yeah. And, and as silly as it sounds, I remember when my grandpa would take me to Kmart, you know, yeah. at a town 45 minutes away. And just what a great you know, that 45 minute drive with my grandfather mm-hmm. and spending all the time with him in, of all places, like <laughs> yeah. Kmart. Yeah. But it's, it's one of the best memories I have. Yeah. And, and time alone. Time alone. You know, yep. it's just for you. Yep. Yeah. Is that also the jello thing? That's the jello thing. <laughs> yes. The red cube jello with a little, with topping on it. I'm going with, gra- did you call him grandpa, papa? What was that? Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. 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 Did you call him Grandpa Chandler, Grandpa? No, just Grandpa. Pop, uh, okay, that's so good. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I did have on here to ask you about your mom. Yeah. So I'm glad she's the real deal for you. What specifically, like, or what are some things? Is she just what you see you get? Tell me I a little bit about my Sandy. mom. When I think about the situation that, that she was dealt, that, that's a bad hand, yeah. obviously. Um, but she just, uh, she's a strong woman. Um, yeah. And, and she's probably the most caring person I know. Mm-hmm. Oh. My mom is is kind to everybody. I, I think about, and honestly, it's it's kind of um, a goal that I, I don't think anybody would ever say a bad word about my mom. She's just she's that genuine kind yep. to people. And I thought, wow, that that what a great legacy for people to say. She, you know, she was just a, a wonderful person, and she's fun. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. She's super fun. And uh, like, and I, the words that you, your dad said, she's, she's the real deal. Yeah. She just is. And, and to be able to do what she did, raise two boys, she, she, we did, uh, she got married to my stepdad when we were 10, but for nine years she raised two young boys and uh, I think she did it flawlessly, at, yeah. le- at least from my perspective. Yeah. I never felt like uh, I was missing anything. So. And if you think about it, you and your brother Lance, that's pretty close together. You're only, what, 13 months apart. 13 months apart. And so, not a husband with her, and two young ones. It's not like you were, you know, in college when it happened. Not that it would be lessen the loss, I'm not saying that, but yeah, she did that. And I I kind of had down here that I wanted you to talk a little bit about your mom and your your relationship with, with her. She's been there for your kids the way your grandparents were. Yeah, she, she, same thing, and and she actually has set an example for my wife and I, and kind yeah. of now that we have grandkids and kind of what we want to do. But yeah, she, um, her and my my stepdad, they they didn't miss a thing, yeah. despite being two hours away from. Uh, we live in Minneapolis area. They live in in uh, northern Iowa, so it was two hours for them. But they were at every basketball game, every play, every musical. Uh, I mean, yeah. everything my kids did. Yeah, and. Um, and, and and she talking to her about it, you know, she, she just said that's there's no other place we would have rather been. Yes, you know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and and honestly, my my mom and and my grandparents really kind of set the standard for me, kind of what I how I wanted to be as a father, how I wanted to be as a grandparent. Um, but they they put the standard there. So a lot of what if we've done anything well, we my wife and I, with regards to our kids and and how we're with our grandkids. I think a lot of that has to go to to my mom and dad and yeah. the example they laid before us. Yeah, so. that's so good. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, okay, so I, I failed to do this. By the way, Lane Chandler is a son of God. He's a kingdom <laughs> guy. He's also a dad and a husband mm-hmm. and a grandpa and a 
employee that has other employees with him and around him. He's a mentor of sorts without him always knowing like I'm putting on my mentor hat. Like I don't think you can help do that. Yeah. Not just because you're older than some of the people, but because that's your nature. So yeah, I failed to mention that. And his wife is Sue Ann and she's been on the Real Deal podcast. Yeah. So you can listen to yeah. her story and you can listen to her story with other ladies that I've um, talked to like in a group setting. It was really, really fun. But um, I was going to ask you, tell me about your mom's influence in your life. And then also you and your wife, Sue Ann, have had such a vital role in many, many young people's mm. lives. And I think it's just not just an area of ministry because you sign up to be helpful in ministry, but it's part of like who you guys are. Yeah. And I think that you guys have had major changes in healings in your marriage. And so I mm. wrote down the word metamorphosis, which means a change of the form or nature of a thing or a person to a completely different one, either by natural or supernatural means. And if you wouldn't mind, tell me a little sure. bit about the metamorphosis, because you are a different husband and a different dad, and you probably bring that when you minister to people. So share what you want about helping young couples or any of it. Yeah. And and, and, you've, and your story. And you've seen it, Rachel. Oh, I mean, my word. I, I'm a different person today than I was even maybe 10 years ago, yep. if I'm quite honest. And uh, if I'm, I'm candid, which I... Yeah, I love be, it. I, I, I love it. That's the real deal. Um, I probably wasn't the best husband when we first got married. We've been married 37 years. Oh, congratulations, right? Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because how I was raised, I didn't have any women in my life, just just my mother. Yeah. And, and she was very strong. And, and I, I, honestly, I've seen my mom cry probably less than a handful of times. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought all women were strong like like my mother. And, and honestly, my mom's probably unique with regards to females mm, in that yeah. way. They're, they're obviously more tender and sensitive. Certainly my wife is. And so when we first got married, I just couldn't understand that. You know, I thought she was wrong, broken. Yeah. We did some fixing. I didn't realize God made her that way, you know. Right. And, and really, f the, the change in me, even though I was a believer for a long time, um, my spiritual journey really didn't start to take off until about 10 years ago. And... If, if I had any advice to give to people with regards to how would you like to, to get closer to the Lord and strengthen not only your relationship with Him, but your relationship with your wife, yeah. uh, your kids, your friends, yeah. uh, co-workers, whatever it may be, is first of all, um, find a community. You know, I, I, and, I, and I don't, you know, I love the fact that if you can't attend church, you can watch online and that kind of stuff. But honestly, if you have the ability to get to church and build a community, it's important that you do that. Mm -hmm. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is find a place to serve. Uh, and then the last thing is give. If you do those three things, God will change you inside. And interestingly, one of the hardest things for me was the giving piece, if I'm mm. quite honest. That was yeah. a big struggle in our marriage. For I, I was tight with the money. Um, I, my wife was a stay home mother, so I felt like it was kind of my, right. my money, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, um, but it was interesting. I used to hide behind the verse that God loves a cheerful giver. I used to say, well, see, he likes a cheerful giver. And if I'm feeling begrudgingly there, there's my out, yeah, okay. I don't need to give. And what I realized later on in life is once I became obedient, just said, okay, I'm going to start giving. God made me a cheerful giver. Mm. So I was, the obedience turned me into a cheerful giver and, and it, it, versus the other way around. Right. Um, so I, I would just, so that transformation for me, finding a community, serving and giving, sure. 
changed my relationship with Christ. Um, and and then I, as I started to to grow a little bit, I just I have a heart for couples because we we my wife and I have a wonderful marriage, yep. just a wonderful marriage. But it was tough for a lot of years yeah. because of who I was and and we were different, and so we had a lot of struggles. But um, I just I, we tell we do a lot of premarital stuff and yeah. a lot of marriage stuff, and and I really want to encourage young couples. I, and we tell them in our premarital, I just say, you know, there's there's going to be a point in your marriage, and I don't know when it would be, but where you're really going to hit the wall. And and I, and I mean not just oh this is a little problem. It's the wall that like I don't even know if I love this person, and the world would tell you bail. You married the wrong person. You deserve to be happy. You, you know, yeah. move on. And I and I, I say if you can just scale that wall together, and who knows how long it will take, if you can scale that wall together and fall to the other side, it's a, unbelievable. Wow. And my wife and I are on the other side of that wall. Yeah. And, and it's just awesome. And so I just have a real heart for for married young marrieds because um, if I can share stuff with them that can kind of encourage them in the tough times or encourage them to persevere or push through. Um, I, I'm all for that. And we're, we're super real about the struggles that we've had. Yeah. There's, there's been many. Marriage is tough. Yeah. Um, and, and you have to choose to love your spouse each and every day, right? It's a choice. And then even more specifically that for young men. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I know on my, my journey, I probably wasn't, well, I certainly wasn't the spiritual leader when our kids were in our home. Um, the good news is I don't think it's ever too late. Yeah, that's a good word. And, and and so I'm trying to, to be a spiritual leader. Well, I am now in my home, and I'm hoping my, my boys can see mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two boys and a daughter. But um, So so I I think one of the struggles I have with the church is, and I don't want to belittle the church, but no. um, is we're, to, we're, we're told we need to be this man, need to be the spiritual leader, but we really don't. What does that look like? Exactly. Practically, does that mean I get up and have a devotion with my family? Maybe, maybe not. But what does that look like practically? So I, I want to encourage young man to say, hey, and, and I give him a few things that I think like, um, who's leading the charge to church on a Sunday morning? Is it your wife or is it you? Who's yeah. saying, hey, kids, come on. This is what we do on Sunday morning. We go to church. How about giving? Who's who's spearheading that? Hey, we give. Our family gives. We tithe. We do whatever it is. So those are a couple of couple, couple sure. practical things that sure. we can do to kind of become a spiritual leader in our home. So anyway, any I just, like I said, I have a real heart for young married people because I think marriage is a wonderful yes. covenant. Yes. If you can like persevere, it's mm-hmm. just so good. And then I just want to help young men to be better men. Yes. Because um, yes. we can be and we're called to be. Right. And uh, anyway, so those are a couple of little thoughts. Well, it's, it's so interesting because... If you think about it, it's kind of like somebody saying, "Well, you know, you got to stand on the promises of God." Well, what what is What's, one of the promises? What is that? You, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That He'll uphold you, that He cares for you, that He'll heal you, that He provides for you. But if you don't, how are you supposed to? What what's right. the promise you're supposed to stand? Just be the spiritual leader. Well, like what? Give me something that to hang on to. So those are very good. Yeah. And I do believe it's good to give people both a prototype or something to head for or also a 
foible and this didn't work and yeah. you said you're you're honest with those because those people grab onto yes. sometimes even more so like just don't do this <laughs> you know well, like i said if i can save guys from all the mistakes i hey yeah. here's all the stuff i did wrong because so a... give me an example of one not to like glare at yeah. you but honestly that's the real deal like you said already you maybe weren't the one leading the charge for things that spiritually but a woman feels safe when they know they're either not at war yes. about that or he's leading the charge. Right. Somehow it just happens. But give me an example. I'll give you an example just with, with my wife, Sue Ann, and I. Sure. And, and how I thought. Um, like I said, I, I didn't know the women in my life, my mom and my grandma, they were all three very strong females. And so like I said, when, when I married Sue Ann, and she's just, uh, she's a sweet, tender, mm-hmm. um, soft mm-hmm heart she gets wounded easily i didn't see that and so like i told you i said i thought she was broken yeah some fixing she was and and i treated her like that to be honest with you Mm -hmm. which is terrible now looking back but um when we started doing the love languages you know yeah and and i realized what my wife's was and and it's it's not mine right is encouraging words and that's probably number five or four on my list and so I, i didn't know how to speak it and so just over the years, leaning in, and we've, we've given each other, because we've made so many mistakes, and we used to get defensive when there was an issue. Now we look at it as an opportunity to, to learn, okay, you know, oh, I don't, I don't tell you you look pretty enough, or yeah. I don't tell you thank you for all the stuff you do around the home and how you care for the kids and stuff enough. So these, these little bits of encouragement. So learning how to speak my wife's lung, love language as much as I can, I'm, I'm still working on it oh sure we all are um but those are some things and just realizing that hey god created my wife uniquely and that's who she is and 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 to learn to love those things as opposed to you know yeah like they ear they're irritants yes like why can't you just get it together instead of like that's who she is yes we, we laugh. She, my wife spills everything. She would tell you she's a spiller. <laughs> and I spilled yesterday. You, yeah, and you did. And you did. And my wife said, thank heaven that wasn't me. And I said, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> Big pink drink running yeah. all the way down. Yeah, a brand new boat, right? Um, but I used to, when, when she would spill something, I would look at her and, and give her a nonverbal clue like, I cannot believe you yeah. just did that. I you know? roll or kind yeah. of whatever. And, which you know, speaks negatively to the person. And now we just laugh and about it and we're like, yeah, you're a spiller. Yeah. That's who you are, you know? So yeah. learning to embrace those little, you yeah. know, weird, yeah. weird things in people. So that's a good example. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Okay. So I want to jump to one other thing for a second. I want uh, to talk a little bit about, you said you have two sons and a daughter and you have a really good relationship with all three of them. Yeah. You've had either hard things or times where you're, you know, um, just wanting them to know you're always there for them or challenging them because each kid is different. But let's talk a little bit about a relationship with a daughter because yeah. you and Allie have a special one. Yes. And it's not because it's better than Adam or Aaron. It's because she's your daughter. It is. It's it's interesting. So Adam is our oldest yep. and then our daughter, Allie, and then our youngest is Aaron. So Allie is in the middle. And it's, you know, I think when you're, when you're a dad, every father hopes to have a son and and yes. I certainly was no different than that but I told my boys I said when they became husbands and talking about starting a family I just I told them both I said I hope you at least have at least one daughter in you and and I'm I'm honest with them I'll tell them this to their face I love them all the same but I love my daughter differently mm-hmm. she's she's just differently um 
I will always feel like a need to care for her, yeah. which is less... I right. don't feel that with right. the boys as much. You hope that they care they, and take they, care of someone, maybe, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. And my daughter is a, a, a flamboyant, spunky personality. <laughs> and I absolutely... And honestly, for a lot of people, it probably rubs them wrong. And I love that about my daughter. And I always wanted to encourage that in her. I never wanted her to change... I just prayed that she could find somebody that would love that about her mm-hmm. because it's a gift. Yeah. And, and most people who meet my daughter just absolutely love because she's a big personality. She is. She's a room changer. She's a room changer. And and she's fun. And, and I hope that part of her confidence comes from the fact that she knows her dad is in her corner all the time. All the time. And uh, she's... And my my boys are wonderful boys, but you do love a daughter a little differently as a father, not more, right? Just differently, but, but just differently, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and um, and I, it will always be that way for yeah. me. It's a, such a security thing too, because if a daughter knows that her dad is in in their corner and is rallying for the things that uniquely make her her, there's a different confidence level. She won't self sabotage. Yes. She won't try to. Get somebody to love me. Yes. Somebody love me because my dad didn't, kind of thing, right? And so it, it it's a game changer. I think I've just watched it, and it's really, really sweet. The two of you, yeah. it really and, is. And it's super fun, even more now because it's we both just know that we're each other's buds, right? And and, and champion. And I, I remember when she was dating. Um, it's it's super hard for girls. I just uh, women in in general, but I just encourage you: don't ever settle for, for anything less. Don't let anybody have to change you. God has somebody just perfect for you. Do do not settle. And we tell even young gals in the church because when you start to see your friends get married, you know there's this sense of urgency. Well, I've got to find my person, and just don't settle. Uh, God has the perfect person for you, and she yeah. did. She met yep. her perfect person. Yeah. And he embraces all those things that yep. are crazy about her, right. you know, and, and just lets her be her. And and so that's a that's a blessing. And uh, she's certainly been a blessing to me, as my boys have been too. But, yeah, you, you just love a little girl yeah. differently. For, sure. And she'll always be my little girl. Right. They're my boys, but they're men now, and they're raising their own family. But she will always be my, my little that's girl. That's so true. Yeah. And you yeah, guys have is. such a special relationship. Oh, yeah. But I also... At, I interviewed Allie Vogley. I did, so you guys can check that out. But they have yeah. a really special relationship, Lane and Allie do. Yeah, so I love to watch your relationship with her. And you're right, somebody that embraces and celebrates her is very different than, oh, you're so much, or you're yeah. extra, or whatever that could be said in a funny way, but is to dark, keep her down. And Justin yes. doesn't do that. She and gets and she knows she is. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, she knows she's she's a bunch. But But honestly, the way I speak it to her, she just fully embraces that, right? That's just who I am, and I'm going to own it 100%, and yeah. I love that about it. And it is her personality. It is. Because we've known Allie since she was young, right? And so I think Suanna was pregnant with Adam. No, with Aaron when we started to get to know each other. Yeah. So 30 years we've been friends. Yes. So she was little. Yes. And she's the same. Obviously, she's matured, yes. grown, had experiences, but she's the same. Nobody tried to twist her out of that or nope. change her out of that, which is really It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay, tell about when she got married and, and she oh. went. <laughs> so, so I always told, we, we were pretty adamant with our kids, particularly Allie, because she's the daughter, you know, and, and to let her know that, hey, you know, once, once you get married and you move in, 
your problems are your problems. You sit and you, you figure them out. You don't come running home to mom and dad, yeah. you know. And, and honestly, we told them, all of our kids, we'll take the in-laws side probably. Mm. <laughs> Just naturally. We're going we're gonna to back our in-laws first, you know. Yeah. And she talked about how one of our first blow-ups with her and Justin um, she was crying and, and said, I just want to go home. And Justin said, you are home, <laughs> which she was. She goes, no, I just want to go to mom and dad's, but I know my dad won't let me. <laughs> and we wound up. It's no, like, hey, go figure, figure it, it out. out. We'll support you guys. But hey, you guys, guess figured out. Yeah. And, and this isn't necessarily a judgment issue, but it's a tendency to want to help. But then we get monkey in the middle. So for whatever, and, and you know, for whatever advice that may be to someone let them figure it out pray for them be yep. there if they need but not involve yourself yes. in it because it's sticky and i think there's another example of what my parents did really well yeah i mean they had to look back and see some of the stuff we were doing they probably didn't agree with everything what they did but sure. they never got in our business they were always there to support and love and care for us and help us but they never meddled so they set a pretty good example for Sue Ann and I, and I think we've done a pretty good, we're close to all of our f- kids and spend a lot of time with all of them. And, and we're always there to support, but we would never meddle. Yeah. It, it, it's their families. It's their marriages. It's like I said, we're there to help and support, but. And we, with different kids, you're going to have different things. They're sure. going to parent differently. They're going to yep. have, you know, some things are really important to one family. Somebody may be an outdoors family. Somebody may be a educational family. You know what I mean? That's just going to be their little way of dealing with things. And, yeah, you can't change anybody into something they don't no. want to be anyway. And they, we don't have cookie-cutter kids. No. They're God's gift to us to change and they're modify They're all us. so different. Right. Even raised in the same home, they're all so, so, so different. So very different. In a good way. Yeah. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. Okay, so I want to take a different tack for a second. Tell me if there's been something in your job that you want to talk about or, so you get a choice because I never know where I'm going to go here, or something else. You can choose even something I didn't bring up. So is there something in your job you want to talk about at all? Because I do think for men... What they've done in a career is somewhat important to them, and I don't want to not hit it. Or is there a storm in your life that taught you more about who Lane is or God is? Like being through a storm. Um, We've certainly been through storms. lost a couple of jobs, been out of work, you know, which is never fun for anybody. No. And then honestly, bouncing around trying to find the right deal. You know, I've always been in, in sales, so I, you know, that's kind of my personality, but... Honestly, I, with with my current job, I'm, I'm a uh, sales rep for a contact lens manufacturer. Um, I, I've I found my lane, and you and that, Lane found his lane, yeah, I found and my lane. you love it, correct? I do, and and not just the job part, but um, I really feel like God has put me in there for some leadership. And, and my my boss, she's she's a wonderful gal. She's really sees those skills in me, and she really taps into them and challenges me to, into to utilizing them. So, um, yeah, it's it's just been a fun journey. And as I get towards the tail end of my career, I'll be 60 next March, um, you know, you care less about having to do everything perfectly and just being authentic and real with people because I can at my age, you know. And, I'm, and um, so, yeah, it's it's... 
I've never been happier from a work perspective. Um, I tell people all the time, I said, um, I love the people I call on. So I love my customers. They're, yeah. they're friends in a lot of ways. Um, I love who I report to. Yeah. Uh, I love the team I'm a part of. Um, I make enough money. Could you make more? Maybe. Maybe not. But, you know, money doesn't bring happiness. We've all done that, right? Chased a few dollars and got in a bad situation. So um, I feel like the Lord has really blessed me. And, and honestly, he, I, I can see how he's, he's positioned me for this time now and to utilize my, my leadership, my coaching skills. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of a coach, teacher yes. at heart. And so I've been able to foster a lot of that stuff with my current role and some um, training stuff, and and so it's just been a it's just been an awesome deal. Yeah. And, and I I remember telling my my oldest son Adam, he's a uh, head golf pro here in the Twin Cities, and you know those are tough jobs to find. The head pro jobs don't come open, and he was an assistant pro for a number of years. And I'll never I remember him coming to me and saying, Dad, I think I might have to get out of the business. I just gosh, I just you know, I've been in this for six years and it's a grind. And and I said, hey, we'll, we'll support you, whatever you decide. But just know that from a guy who's early 50, I was 50 at the time. Yeah. That if you like getting up and going to work every morning, that's worth something. You have to figure out what it's worth to you. Yes. But it is worth something um, to not dread Monday morning. Correct. Or, you know, like some people do. And, and then, you know you know two and a half three years later he had his first opportunity to be a head pro and and has done really well so um yeah I'm, i feel blessed yeah unbelievably blessed yeah. and i because of some of the bad situations i've been in before i don't ever take it for granted god could take it away tomorrow yeah nothing's promised i, I was going to ask you so you said you're really in this place where lane found his lane mm -hmm. what and i'm not asking you to bash a company or anything else but what in the past made you feel like you weren't able to like why is this so like my lane what was it constricting or hard about any of the other situations um that's a that's a great question i think leadership is super important who who you report to amen those those leaders those middle management they they play such a key role in in the company culture and particularly sure. their teams and you know with your husband and situations yep. And, and he's been in those roles, yep. right? And and I, I think there's... I Fortunately, in most of my jobs, I've had really good leaders. Good. Um, this boss is as good as I've had, for sure. Um, but, but I've had others as well. So I think that middle management leadership and that culture that they can provide um, is, is super critical. And, and I've this has just been really well done yeah. in, in my yeah. situation. Yeah. Okay, so you said in a sense you're a coach. Um, I want to know a little bit about your coaching and or your growing up years with being in sports and how that has made Lane Lane. Cause, so the podcast, the real deal, yes. But yeah. there's this part where it says, Rachel Linaway, helping people celebrate their significance and yeah. the genius of God in them. Everything that we go through helps develop the genius of who God made us be, whether it's sports or theater or a bad job or a boyfriend, yes. whatever. You know, We're being... Molded, molded into who sure. we really already are, or molded or scraped off so the more of who we really are shines, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, what's the, the role of those things growing up? Yeah. So, I grew up in a small town. So, typically in small towns, you, if you're athletic, you, 
you play all the sports, which which I did, and, and you're involved in music as well. If you're, yep. I mean, you just do it all. Yeah. Because there's you don't have enough people. You have to do it. And and, and when I look back, and, and my kids were involved in sports, and I coached a lot of the stuff. Um, I just think. For me personally, sports taught me a lot of good mm-hmm. things. It taught me how to be a teammate, right? Yep. Taught you how to respect authority, right? I had to listen to a coach, even if it wasn't the way you wanted. I didn't always, you know, sometimes you have to sit on the bench and that's yeah. nobody likes to do that. But there's lessons to learn and all that stuff. And so part of me, when I wanted to coach my 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 kids' teams, um, to teach them those things, yeah. discipline, respect for authority, how to be a part of a team, not the me stuff. Um, so it was less about the sport itself and more about the character development that yes. happens when you're part of those types of things. And you can get that same stuff like in music and yeah. all that stuff. But for us, it was it was sports. And what's interestingly enough is a lot of those kids that were my boys' teammates and stuff... If they see me on the street now, they call me Coach Chandler, yep. Coach Lane, yep. Coach Lane, and, and they, we, have, we have this endearing relationship. Mm-hmm. And and so to be able to mold young people mm-hmm. and, and knowing that you're developing character stuff, it's huge. Um, it's huge, and I it's and I huge. and I love that. And I, I just I'm a big. I hope if people could use one word to describe me. Mm-hmm. I would hope it be he was a man of integrity. Yes. I love the word integrity. It encompasses a lot of things, sure. right? Honest, hardworking, um, um, consistent, dependable, mm-hmm. all these things mm-hmm. it, it incorporates. And that's kind of how I try. I don't always do it, obviously. My wife would say, you rarely do it. No, that's not <laughs> but, true. But I, I, you do. I, you I do. hope I would be considered that a, a man of integrity. You, you, you get what you get. Yes, when when you meet me, hopefully. Yes, yes. And, and for something to be integrous, in my mind, it's not. You found out later it wasn't what it showed to be, which is the real deal to yeah. me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, wow, 100%. I didn't know that this was going to be this. No, you know. Yep. You see it. You believe it's going to be, and it continues to stay what yeah. you thought. So that's really, really good. And that's probably what leads you to do some of the um, things that God has used you to do. Is that you want to make and fashion to whatever part you're part of. Help people do that. Yeah. Help people be that. Show them that it's possible. You know, alter something or change something that gives them a different perspective, but still gets them to be a person of integrity. Also, yes. challenging them, challenging. And them. I've got a, I've got a lot of warts. I mean, I yeah. But 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 the desire to be better, even even at just shy of sixty, it's like, and, and one of the things we're down in in Florida right yeah. now on vacation with with my wife, and we come down here, try to come down here twice a year. And one of the things that, that we try to do, we like to walk every morning and just encourage her. I'd like to do check-ins in my marriage. Like, hey, where, where am I at right now on a scale of one to ten, you know? Mm, so and I used to get frustrated if she'd say you're a six. I'm like, whoa, six? Come on. I'm not a six. But now it's like, okay, how do I get to be a seven? How could I be a seven? What what could I do to to make me a, a yeah. seven or an eight or whatever? And and so just trying to fine tune those things because like I said we're in a really good spot in our marriage now but we've worked on it for yeah. sure but it can always get better right Amen. our relationships can always get better and and we as individuals we can always get better so just trying to to be a little better today than I was and it sounds trite and 
but but it's true. But it's true. I'm not the same person I was two years ago yes. or yesterday. Because if he brings some glory to glory, strength to strength, grace to grace, then that means there's a metamorphosis. There's a yes. change, but there's also a scale, and and there's hopefully movement. You know, and not regression. There are times where yeah. it's regression, but hopefully advancement. And I think it's really a secure person who can say, "Really rate me." And if you give me a scale between one and ten, and I have a true rating, then I do know what I can work on, which is really um, a willingness to be better. Many people, men for sure, like that in a job, like that on the you know field if they're in a sport, because I know what I need to do. You know what I mean? If there's no rating or I don't know, then I can't be a better manager. I can't be a better salesperson. You know what I mean? So some matrix, some you know measurables. And and I remember when we when I first started doing that check-in with, with my wife, um, she asked me and I, I'm like, man, you're a nine or 10, yeah. nine or 10, how, how our relationship was. I, and, and she was a six and I think she gave me a six. I think okay. I was really probably a four, <laughs> but she said, I'm going to give him a couple points just cause I don't want to crush him. But, and I, and I think I'm, I'm not abnormal. I think most men, they need less in the marital relationship mm. than a woman does. So men are just naturally, we, we go along thinking that everything's great and our wives are going along, it's not great. And so to be able to to, to tap into that in a safe place where your wife yeah. feels safe that she can actually be honest with you um, can be a game changer. Mm-hmm. But but be willing to hear this six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> the hard stuff. Yeah. But you're walking along the street, you're down here in Florida, you're doing these touch points. It's also safe for the man to hear that. It's not a woman will take a room and make a dig at him. Yeah. That's not right. You know yep. what I mean? This is a very safe place to help and work at it. Not somebody's going to demean someone in front of other people right. or have those, you know, those low shots. You know what I mean? Just to try to get somebody to change. That's rude. <laughs> and I say, you Manipulative. know, if I ask my wife, "Hey, what can I do better?" I, I better be willing to hear what she has, what to, she say. has to say. So you better you better be willing. Don't ask it if you're not willing to receive it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm at a point now that I'm willing to receive anything she can. Yep. Give me the bad stuff. Yep. And we don't always know. Somebody else we has don't. our blind spots. You know the the question: What's it like being on the other side of me? Yeah. Right. And then they tell you, and you go, "Holy smokes! I have no." But it can be good things. Can be. It can be good things, yeah. but it can be a blind spot that you go, I wouldn't have known that. I'm really glad you told yes. me. You know, yes. I, I was challenged one day to, um, I, I do know I'm a positive person and I do know that I have the gift of faith, but to have something be like, let's just be content with this without dreaming for that. Yeah. Right? Or let's just be content with this moment without saying, oh, and if God had done it this way, which I think is a person of hope and I like sure. that about myself, yeah. but it was good to hear. Yeah. Let's just take this. Let's just be good with this right, right now. Right. Which is a contentment question and or just to make sure everybody else doesn't feel that you're believing for something else and this is not this good. Is not good. <laughs> this isn't a good moment. I Which I, I'm glad I asked the question. Yeah. Because yeah. I found out, you know. So, okay, is there anything else that you would want to share? Something, I mean, I know I didn't touch on lots of things or something that you know when this podcast goes out, people will hear it. And whether you know their name or not, but there will be people in your life. So is there anything else you want to share? I don't want to, just because I usually ask the questions. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, I, I just, I would just, I would just want to encourage men. Yep. I, I mean, I just, Rachel, I just, 
and I don't even know why I have such a, well, maybe it's because I was such a knucklehead for so many years. And, and, <laughs> and I think about 37 years into marriage and how probably my wife, um, for, for probably 20, but it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't no. bad, but it certainly wasn't, she wasn't getting filled like she deserved to be filled f- from me. So just to encourage men to lean in, um, and we're called to to love and uh, um, our wives and and to treat them like Christ treats the church. And if you think about it, that's a pretty hefty yeah. command, right? I mean, um, so just, just it, it it's funny when you become a parent. It's easy to honor and love our kids, and yet we don't always do that with our spouses. It's a good word. And so, just to encourage, you know men to lean in, to cherish their wives, mm-hmm. to build up the, all the good stuff in there and to persevere through the tough stuff because there's lots of tough stuff and to embrace the differences because there's differences. And, and my wife and I, Sue Ann and I are as different as black and white. We are, yeah. we're completely yeah. different. But here's the neat thing is um, the things she's really good at, I'm, I'm not yeah. and, and vice versa. And so together... We can do so much more if, if we're united and, and we are united. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always like that, but it certainly is now. And so just to encourage men, you know, step up, be leaders if and, and find somebody you look up to and say, gosh, I don't know what he or she is doing, but I really like what I'm seeing and go find out what that is. Right. Lean into those people. Hey, can I meet coffee with you? Here's what I'm seeing. Help me out here. Um, because cause guys in my position would love to speak into some mm-hmm. some young mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. And, and to be able to encourage and help him and mm-hmm. maybe sidestep some landmines that we laid right. in our marriages or our relationships or our workplaces or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. So and, 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 and not to assume that that's weakness, that's strength. To ask for help oh. or to say to somebody, you know, pour into me or would you be willing... I think it's a call for those who are older or have been through some of the things to pour in, but the young ones have to also ask. They do. You know I mean, because you can't pour into somebody who doesn't want to be, but if they want to be, um, yeah, it's a very that's very very good. So, would you feel comfortable just praying for any young guys that yeah, are listening, yeah. or anybody in general? And then I would love to pray for you, and I'll pray yeah. for the audience. I'm going to yeah. close with the prayer that my dad prayed because I kind of want to do that as part of a way to honor him in the real deal. So, whatever you yeah. what's on your heart. Lord, we just uh, thank you for this time with my friend, Rachel. Just love her to death. Love her family. Love uh, her husband, Michael, and how they've spoken to Sue Ann and I over the years. And and, and we just, I, I pray. I thank you for this time. I I, I pray that you'd use this to yeah. encourage guys who are struggling um, and, and maybe uh, even encourage guys who are doing well. Um, and I just know that I haven't always been the the model for for my maybe about boys or my friends, but I thank you for the changes you've you've mm. kind of instilled for me into me the last few years, and I just pray that you continue to work in my life, yeah. um, help bring people into my life to to encourage me to be better and 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 where I'm weak, and thank you for the changes you've made, yeah. and we thank you for your grace and your forgiveness and your patience yeah. and your understanding yeah. with us and for your willingness to, to encourage us in spite of all the times we let you down. So we're thankful for that as well. Yeah. And once again, just thank you for my friend mm. and uh, thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you. May I touch you? Yeah.
But Father, I thank you for Lane. I thank you for what you're doing in his life, Lord, how you've used him. I thank you for his vulnerability and just being mm -hmm. able to share that. I just bless him in the name of Jesus, thank God. You. I bless his body. Mm -hmm. I just call anything that's out of whack into alignment in yes. Jesus' name. Yes. I bless his influence. I bless his legacy. Mm -hmm. I bless his marriage. Thank I bless you. his people that he works with, Father, and I thank you for how you've used him, God. Mm. And I continue to ask, God, that you would help be the shield around him and the lifter of his head, that yes. he would see the things that you have out for him and that they are good, they're never evil, yes, to give him a future and a hope. So bless him. Thank you for friendship, yes. Lord. Thank you for the way he's spoken into my life in ways he knows, mm. in ways he never would even mm. know, the way mm. he will talk to Michael or Andrew or Grace, and I'm just grateful, God, for him. Thank you for his friendship to my husband, yes. Michael, and I thank you that Time can go by and they're still just as yes, close yes, and, yes. and picture texts back and forth, little jokes. God, I thank you that men are wired to be with other men and they yes, are meant Lord. to encourage. So I pray that you'd continue to use him. Thank you for him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, I pray for the audience. I pray that everybody listening to my voice would just know that they are made on purpose for a purpose and you can just be the real deal. Just be who God made you to be with great freedom. And my dad would pray this. He would say, Lord, we ask for all the people listening, help us to be the best that we can be. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Painless, right? Painless. Don't forget to save. Don't forget to <laughs> save it. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.